Hi, my name is Steve Olson, and I'm your host of Cage Talk. So we have a recap to do, and some um, breaking news that came out last Monday. Um, Michael Bisbee <clears throat> retired. Um, this is USA Today article. Uh, former UFC middleweight champion Michael Bisbee has decided against a final fight, and announced Monday that he's officially retired. <clears throat> On his Believe You Me podcast, Bisbee indicated vision problems were behind his decision to hang up his gloves and added he has nothing left to prove as a fighter. It ain't worth it, Bisbee said. What else am I going to do? I won the belt. I've had tons of wins. I've done everything I set out to achieve. What's the point of flogging a dead horse? Not that I'm a dead horse, but that's a. But what's the point? I've used my platform to open other doors. you got to know when to walk away. I'm almost 40 years old. The time is now. So you got to respect that. Um, getting close to 40, had a pretty bad eye injury that he talks about from Beetle Bill 4. We'll find the article. Um, his MMA record was 30-9 and nine, and in the UFC, 20-9. and nine. But um, let's go to the article. Uh, this is from the Daily Star. Um, busy reflecting on the incident. A few years later, during an appearance on the Three Amigos podcast saying, we all know the dangers of this sport. I mean, we're trying to knock each other out. I've been left permanently disfigured, if you will, for my fight with Fetal Belfort. Fetal Belfort's head kicked me, and that's what caused my deactivated retina. Since then, I've had five surgeries, and my eyes never going to look the same again. This was one of the reasons why I said I was never finding anybody else with a steroid history. And then it goes to talk on about kind of older, older article about his um, fight with. Uh, GSP and then the Kevin Gasoline, which he lost both of his last fights before retiring. Um, he's had a long story career. Always kind of been the underdog. Um, you know, he always gets under people's skin. And um, his most surprising win was against Luke Rockhold when he knocked him out. Luke Rockhold came in there a little too cocky with his hands down and got knocked out. Um, people don't realize that he does have some experience. Um, that I could kick boxing, and he has a brown belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so he's a really, you know, good martial martial artist. Um, just a little more from his fight page. At UFC 178, he became the first British fighter to compete in a UFC main event. At UFC 199, he became the first British fighter to you to win a UFC championship. He remains the sole British winner of a UFC belt. So that's a pretty big accomplishment, and he was a big draw for the um, fans in England. Um, one of the most, uh, one of the worst decisions in UFC history was against um, Michael Bisbee <coughs> and uh, Matt. Was it Matt Hamilton? I think it was Matt Hamilton. Sorry, I could have that wrong. <clears throat> now I'm drawing a blank on that. But yeah, that was one of his. Um, that's one of the worst decisions, and he got that decision because he was at um, home. Sorry, Matt Hamill. But, um, and then the fight with Anderson Silva got um, overturned because Anderson Silva was on steroids too. But he has every right to be mad at um, having his eye damaged from Belfort. Belfort's body looked completely different in his um, last fight with uh, Machida. Um, but, yeah, he was always an underdog, 
and um, he proved a lot of people wrong. A lot, a lot of people wrong. Um, he's a guy that, you know, would run his mouth a lot, get on people's skin, and that was just his style, you know, to kind of get you a little off your game plan. But I think he is one of the most underrated middleweights, um, really, in the sport. Uh, I just really thought it was a little, um, a little surprising that he didn't finish his last fight, but you have to understand, you know, this guy, you know, detached retina, five surgeries, that's pretty serious. Um, that's something that you really don't want to, um, really keep pushing and mess with, but it was, um, it's a, he had a really good career, he, um, big draw for the UFC in England, and he really, um, he really beat people and gave, um, people a challenge that they really didn't think he had a, um, shot at, but, um, just moving on, yeah, she's just moving on from, uh, Bisbee, um, it was, he had a great career, and it's just, um, good to see a fighter retire, but, it's also, you know, bad to see him retire with, um, the type of injury that he did. Um, like you said, he was almost 40, so good time to him to retire, but he'll be missed. He'll be missed, um, really bringing a draw to the, uh, sport. But again, just moving on, um, just a little recap of the fights, um, last week. So we had, the uh, um, first of all, um... In England, Bellator 200. Um, I actually got all those fights right on that card, which is nice. Um, they some of the f- fights really didn't make sense. Um, one of the better fights of the night. I also did think that the Bellator fight card was better than um, the UFC one. The UFC one was kind of a weird card, and the main event wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, but Phil Davis knocked out Lynn Castle in the Lynn Vassal in the um third round. It was a really, really nice head kick. And um I was thinking I might go to a decision the way that the fight was going. Um Phil Davis has now won uh two fights in a row. Um after losing uh to Bader. That's a second loss against Bader too. But um it'd be interesting to see what they want to do with him. Um Bader's a champ. Uh, he's fighting in the heavyweight um, tournament, and he wants to win two belts. But um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Phil Davis is a very, very skilled fighter, but two losses to Bader. If Bader remains champion, um, is he just going to be kind of stuck in the um, light heavyweight division in Bellator? He's 19-4. and four. Um, One has to wonder, will he try to go down to 185? Um, but he might be too big for that. Um, he's a really great, exciting fighter to watch, and it kind of sucks that um, uh, Bellator is, uh, but the point also is that Bellator is also known for having multiple rematches, sometimes even four. So, I mean, even though even though he's lost to Bader twice, maybe if he goes on a run, he can, um, you know, contend for the belt, but... I don't know. Two losses to Bader. If Bader remains a champion, um, I don't know how many people are going to want to watch that. Um, 
The co-main event became Michael Page and David Rickles after the injury to Mirko Krokrop. And um, like last week, he was announced, uh, Roy Nelson was announced as an alternative in case anybody got hurt. So that was a bummer. That would have been a good fight. Um, good rematch. Uh, Roy Nelson won the um, fight against Mirko Krokop. They said they want to make that fight again. But that would be exciting. But the co-main event, um, Michael Page, I, I didn't know this. He he had a boxing as a light heavyweight and uh, kickboxing and acrotica. So his stand-up is really good in advance than most people. Um, but the karate, the karate style really sets him apart than most fighters in Bellator and how he can finish fights. Um, he made a tough fighter and David Rickles quit. That was really surprising, uh, pushing his record to 13-0, um, 8 KOs, 3 submissions, and 2 decisions. Um, so, I know I mentioned this on a couple of social media sites, but I mentioned that I'd like to see like a Rory McDonald versus Michael Page, maybe for the 170 belt. Um, but, you know, some people, of course, mentioned that McDonald would be the favorite. Um, I understand that McDonald has um, faced a lot of really, really good fighters. But I think it would be an exciting fight because um, Michael Page is one of those guys that he can uh, stop a fight at ever at any time. Uh, the fight against us, actually Santos, he, um, he you know, cracked his skull, a really bad injury. Really horrible if you looked at the x-rays. This guy can finish the fight at any time. Um, if the Roy McDonald fight doesn't, um, you know, come about. And if they're really interested in a super fight, which um, Scott Croker has just turned down, you know, the Greg Masasi versus Roy McDonald. Um, if that kind of takes over for their Bellator-style super fight, um, Paul Daly and um, Michael Page would be a good fight, you know. Both, you know, have really good striking, really good stand-up. Paul Daly is known, you know, for his knockouts, too. So that's also another um, option. I'm not sure what Douglas Lima is going to be, if they're going to have a rematch with him and Roy McDonald. But that would also be a good fight. So they, they have a lot of options. Um, 170 in Bellator is one of the most stacked division, but... That was interesting to see Michael Page make um, make David Rickles quit like that. You know, he hit him with a um, he hit him with a good shot. You know, and he said in an interview that he just saw like his eye popped or something, and he just quit. Like I think he just knew he was outclassed or something. Um, might call him cocky, but he's a really exciting fighter to watch and. Um, you can be cocky if you can back it up. But yeah, 13-0, and he has a lot of um, options open in at 170. It's a really deep division. Um, maybe it's time for him to fight for the belt. Maybe it's not, but get a couple more. If it's not, have him fight a couple more top-level um, competition in Bellator in the welterweight division, and um, that's the most exciting division for me. Um, Greg Mustasi, uh like I thought, um, dominated uh Raphael Raphael really didn't offer any um type of resistance yeah so he didn't offer a lot of resistance um you know he lost in the first round and um 
they want to schedule a super fight, Gregor Masasi and uh, Rory McDonald. I literally think that that makes any sense. Um, Scott Croker actually, you know, kind of turned it down. He said already, put it to rest. Um, I think they need to build their stars in the welterweight and middleweight division a little better. I mean, they got um, Rory McDonald and Grayson Musasi. Um, Musasi is a four-time champion in four different um, fighting or organizations. Um, Dream, Strike Force, Bellator, and I can't remember the last one. But him and Scott Croker go way back, so they know each other, and it was a good, um, it was a good addition for the Bellator. Um, and Scott Croker, you know, he had, he was coming off of wins um, against in the UFC um, against Belfour, Uriah Hall, and Chris Weidman, and <clears throat> he was on a um, good running winning streak when he came into Bellator, his first fight against Shashashashimolenko, um, didn't go as good as it could have went, I felt like he lost that fight, so I think they need to get that out of the way for them to make a super fight, have a rematch between those two guys, because, um, from what I saw, um, I, I know that damage on the face doesn't really, um, matter to the judges, but he did have a lot more damage, and, He's uh, Linko seemed to be getting the better of him, and I felt that Masasi lost that fight. But it'll be good to see a rematch, and I just think Bellator should build up their stars. They got a lot of great stars you know, welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, and even heavyweight now. So they're really building their brand and really coming up. So, again, I thought this fight card was a lot better than the UFC. Um, than the UFC one. Uh, I had called No Magnet one, and he beat um, was that Craig White? <clears throat> he's a really exciting fighter. Watch No Magni. Um, he's the he's ranked eighth in the welterweight division. Um, fight night bonuses it says on his fight page: three performance of the night and one fight of the night. So this guy, um, his last five fights, uh. Larkin, he lost to, who moved to Bellator. He won against Johnny Hendricks with a decision. Um, he lost to Dos Anjos with a submission. Carlos Conte, he beat in unanimous decision. And then Craig White, which he beat in the first round. Um, Craig White was just outmatched. Um, Neil Magny is a great, well-rounded fighter, but I'm not really sure what his future holds. I don't know if he's going to become... Um, just like a tough gatekeeper, uh, kind of like in the sense of Chris Lytle. Um, Chris Lytle was in the <clears throat> was in the tough series, and they had that fight. Who's in a fight for the belt? Um, Matt Sarah and Chris Lytle. That was disappointing to see Lytle win because I would have liked to see him fight for the belt at least once in the UFC. And then Matt Sarah went on to beat him, beat GSP, and that was kind of a fluke. GSP came back and just pretty much murdered him, but, um, no Magni might kind of take the same vein as, uh, Chris Lytle and just be a gatekeeper for the, uh, welterweight division, um, I hope he gets a couple more chances, he's only 30, but we'll have to see, um, that was probably the most exciting fight of the night, um, the main event was a little disappointing, um, 
there was a lot of other fighters that thought that uh, Stephen Thomas won, unlike me, but looking at the UFC and their stats for total strikes and fights and strikes that did damage, you see um, Thompson, 31 of 127 for 24%, uh, strikes that did damage, 30 of 126 for 23%. On the other side, um, Darren Till, 40 of 129 uh, for 31%, so that's 7 more percent than Thompson. And strikes it to damage, 38 to 126, and that's 30%. Again, 7 more percent than Thompson. Um, I just felt it was a weird fight. I felt that Thompson won, but maybe see a rematch. Um, Thompson, again, has that really exciting style of the Karateka point style fighting, along with his kickboxing experience. Uh, Darren Till remains undefeated, and he's more of a Muay Thai fighter, but... Um, like he said, I don't think he's he says he's really not ready to move up in the post fight interview. Um he's seventeen oh and one. Um, but he's a really, really um exciting fighter to watch. Um Donald Cerrone he blew through. That was a really exciting fight that I was really surprised, you know. Um he can do damage when the fighter is aggressive with him. He was having to be the aggressor for most of the fight against Thompson. Thompson's a counter fighter, but Maybe see a rematch, or maybe see who Darren Till fights next. Um, some people call him the future in the welterweight division. Um, he's a pretty young guy. Um, and since Michael Bisbee's retirement, like um, talked about before, he could maybe be the new face of England. Many people have talked about that. Um, last week we talked about, you know, the Locha Livre kind of has that cool style of, of like judo catch wrestling that got really big in brazil he trains that with muay thai he's only 25 so he could be um he'd be in the next face of uh england after bisbee's retirement but there's a question about him missing weight he's a really really big welterweight um missed weight by almost i think almost three and a half pounds and um I'm pretty sure someone said, there's some interviewer that said that, um, talking to Dana White, I forget who it was, but people who have weight over the limit are 7-0 and this um, year, and some people say it's like the new style of, of cheating since they banned the TRT and, you know, they do a lot more drug testing, but, um, yeah, you should have to make weight, but... We'll see. Maybe that was just, um, he's just complications with his girlfriend in the hospital. But you never know. Um, Darren Till might be, um, the, the future where you've seen England. Sorry about that. Um, but he kind of looks like the scarecrow off of Batman with Christian Bale. He's a scary dude, though. Um, the way he walked through Donald Cerrone was an eye-opener and maybe a rematch is in the future or maybe see um maybe see who we can pin him against he's the uh, number two welterweight so um yeah I just think he he probably is a new face of England um for the UFC but give him I think he needs another fight before he gets a shot at the title um but I think it's gonna be a really 
he's a really exciting fighter to watch. If he can get a guy aggressive, um, he, he, he can turn your lights out. Um, we have UFC Fight Night 131 um, today, June 1st. Uh, there's not a lot of fights that really... Um, we have some pretty good fights on here. We got Walt Harris against Daniel Spitz. Sam Alvary is fighting on this card too. Guys in Tibia is Desmond Green. That might be that's a pretty good fight. Uh, Nick Lenz versus uh, Le Leonardo Santos. But the main event um, is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Vera versus Marlon Marlon Ronnes. Um, Magic used to fight in um, World Series of Fighting. He was a he was a champ there, and then came over here. He's a really exciting fighter to watch. Um, so far in UFC is two and one, but it's a really it's a really tough division. The bantamweight one thirty five. Um, there's a lot of good fights on the card. Uh, hopefully Marlon will win this one, but. Uh, I'm really not sure. I haven't really been paying attention to the phantom weight, but I think this is going to be a good fight and probably really the only um, exciting fight that I'll really be watching. But yeah, we'll definitely have a recap of it. But um, yeah, my name is Steve Olson, and I am the host of Cage Talk, and you guys have a good day and watch the fight, and maybe it'll be a better car than last week. Maybe more finishes and more exciting submissions.